ever wondered why certain organizations or churches or places of work are so much fun to be at and work with and then other places are just not and they're just toxic and nobody wants to be there but they gotta be there because they gotta make a paycheck and you know that that, that could be rough sometimes but today we're gonna dig in and talk about what is it like to create a healthy culture for your team and we're gonna start talking about how you as a leader can begin to implement these things today buckle up let's go What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number two, number dos, uh, of the Worship Mentor Podcast. This podcast exists to help worship leaders increase their influence and leverage their leadership in order to help build up, encourage, grow the local church. I love the local church. I believe in it. I believe Jesus believes in it. And so that's the reason this podcast exists. And I hope that you have already watched episode one. Uh, If you haven't, stop this one right now. Go back. Go back. Do it now. Go back and watch uh, or listen to episode one and learn a little bit more about who I am and kind of give you a backstory of like where did this thing even come from and why am I doing this? Um, It'll give you uh, some great details uh, into that, great insight into that. Uh, Today we're going to talk about building a healthy culture on your team. So I, I've i seen a lot of good and bad and ugly in worship ministry and in the church ministry in, in general. And so I, what I wanted to do today is simply take a couple of things that I've learned personally that I've applied and that I have seen work and be effective. They're going to be, um, this is going to be simple today. We're going back to the basics. A, B, C. Easy as one, two, three. Yeah, so we're going to hit the ABCs of healthy culture. Okay, you ready? Here we go. We're going to start with number one, always be clear. I'll say it again for the ones in the back. Always be clear. When it comes to setting and managing expectations, does a person know what they're getting into when they join your team? Is is this something that you uh, make it a priority to help people on the front end uh, explain to them like, hey, what is what do call times look like? What is it actually going to, you know, be like serving on this team? You know, speaking specifically now to worship leaders, I can tell you right now, ministry can get hard sometimes. It's not easy. It's very challenging, especially I have a wife and three kids and a lot of my team have uh, family members have, have kids. So I'm like, if you're going to be successful in helping people Um, have longevity on your team, consistency, which is what we all want. We all want the ability to have like people that are dependable. You don't know, no worship leader wants a guitar player that is not, that's flaky and and non-dependable. But if we don't do a good job on the front end of setting them up for success, then it, it might be our own fault that it, that they are not being able to meet the requirements that or the standards expectations that we have of them. So we have to be careful at clarifying the win. What is the, what does success look like for that particular role that they're going into? I'll tell you this, greater clarity will lead to greater retention because clarity eliminates confusion. If you want to get rid of confusion on your team, be clear, always be clear. So that's number one. Number two is always be consistent. Now, this is probably, I don't, I don't know. This is the heart 
of of the three points that I'm going to give you today. Um, by the way, all of them start with A, B, C. Always be clear. See what I did there? Ha. All right. So always be consistent is number two. There's three different ways that I try my best and I've seen the most uh, benefit from the these three things uh, in, in being consistent. Number one is care. How well are we pastoring the people, actually pastoring the people that are on our team? Um, I know that I've been guilty of this before, but this is such an, an important question to ask yourself. Do, does your team, do, do the musicians, do the vocalists, do they all know that you value them as a person more than you value them as their gift? This is really important because that is going to go a whole lot farther and build a whole lot more relational equity with your team than if you are, quote unquote, just using them to fill a role on the weekend. That's not what we're out here to do. Our first and foremost job as a worship leader is to be a pastor for these people that have gifts and we need to help them to steward them to the very best of their abilities and make sure that we are serving because that is the bottom line of, of what we do. We serve. We serve. We are servants. Um, we get it twisted sometimes when we think worship leader and uh, we forget that our primary and biggest job is to be a servant. So, are we caring for the people? Do they feel known? This is kind of the thing that we want to answer. Care answers the question, do they feel known? Communication is the second thing. Communication answers the question, do they feel connected? Does my team feel connected? Do they feel like in the know or do they feel in the dark about most things? Um, are you uh, putting your team in a text thread or a group me um, or a Slack channel, something like that, to be able to communicate with them on the regular. Um, I have a weekend text thread for our worship team. That just has to do with Sunday. But I also have a, a normal, everyday text thread for our worship team that we anything and everything you know goes in this in this text thread so it's simply a tool for communication but also a tool for cracking jokes and just you know being there for one another lifting up prayer requests and things like this so the our team is always going to feel in the know and in connected in that way if there are spaces where we're allowing for that um the second thing is how many touch points are your teams getting from you? Are they getting phone calls? Are they getting text messages? Are they getting face-to-face -face or Zoom uh, calls, one-on-ones, uh, team-building activities? There's so many different ways that you can help your team feel connected um, as opposed to simply just, hey, you're on the team. And, and I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> um, and then a pl planning center uh, request comes in and that's the only communication that they're getting from you. That's not very uh, healthy for, for building um, a culture that people want to be a part of. So we got to be careful there with communication. Um, I don't think that there's anything uh, wrong with over communicating. As a matter of fact, there may not be anything such as over communicating when it comes to making sure people feel connected, make sure that they're meaningful connections for people. Um, and the third thing is celebration. So celebration, uh, we celebrate people and the values that we want to see repeated.
Okay, whatever you uh, value, you're going to celebrate. Whatever you celebrate is going to get repeated. So this is a great way to build culture. It's not necessarily the things that you don't want to be a part, but you celebrate the things that you do want to be a part. For instance, I want ownership to be a big part of my team. I want them to see things on like see trash on the floor and not have to be told to pick it up, but just pick it up. Not because that's what I expect of them, but simply because they are an owner. Uh, owners and renters think differently. Renters think, oh, this isn't my house, so I don't have to treat it as nicely as I do as if I'm the owner. I want to take great care of it. And when people are coming into the house of the Lord every single week, we want to make sure that it's presentable. We want to create a great experience for people. So that includes tiny little things like picking up the little Lifesaver mint wrapper off of the floor. If you see something or if there's a sticker that's not in a place that it's supposed to be, take it off, throw it away. Like there, there's so many little things like that. Um, that I want to celebrate the heck out of that thing um, because that's going to get repeated. And so we want to celebrate values, yes, but we also want to celebrate the people. Um, how do you celebrate your team? So do you celebrate birthdays? Um, you guys let me know. Like, I would love to hear from you on this one. How do you celebrate birthdays? How do you celebrate your team members? How do you celebrate when they get a job promotion? Um, do you send them a card? Give them a phone call? Uh, you could blow up your text thread or your group me or whatever. Celebrate with the whole team. Take them out for dinner. There's all sorts of different ways that you could do this that are super practical and it makes people feel valued. That is the thing. That's the thing. So we want to make sure that we're celebrating like crazy over the little things so that people feel valued. So let's recap for this one. Care answers the question, do they feel known? Communication answers the question, do they feel connected? And celebration answers the question, do they feel valued? These are really, really important that we start implementing these things today. So number one, always be clear. Number dos, always be consistent and Number three, always be casting vision. Does your team know why you do what you do? This is probably the most important thing. Uh, the Bible talks about how the, without a vision, the people cast off restraint. And maybe you're in a season with your team where it feels like everybody's just kind of coming and going with the flow and they're doing the thing and they're going home. And maybe nothing is like toxic on your team, but maybe it's just not like where you want it to be, it might be because you haven't cast enough vision for the future. Um, setting the stage for what, where we're going is what casting vision is all about. We're going to paint the picture of Disney World and then we're going to tell them how we're going to get there. And you're going to bring your team in on this because this is a team effort. This isn't a, I'm the worship leader, I get to do it all and make it all happen myself. You can go fast by yourself, but you'll go farther when you go together with people. And if you wanna get down the road and turn around and wonder where everybody is, then just try to do everything on your own. Um, that's not a very uh, healthy way to do things. And it's not gonna, uh, not gonna benefit you in the long run. So be casting vision to your team and say, hey, here's where, here's where I believe God is taking us. And here's what we all can do to be a part of that. So let's recap. All right, number one, we're always going to be clear. 
making sure that people understand the expectations of joining our team before they even entertain it. Number two, we're always going to be consistent. We're going to be consistent in our care, making sure that people feel known. We're going to be consistent in our communication, making sure that people feel connected. And we're going to be consistent in our celebration, making sure that our team members feel valued. And thirdly, we're going to always be casting vision, making sure that our team understands why we do what we do. Well, that'll do it for today. But before we go, I wanted to encourage you, please like and subscribe if you loved this content today. And then also, please go share. Let people know through Facebook, Instagram, threads, all the things. Let people know that the Worship Mentor is a thing. I love you guys. Can't wait to see you next time.